Welcome to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, Marketing on Tap Podcast. This is episode 16, and we are sponsored by the EGC Group, your CBMA's co-founders, and your podcast co-hosts, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella. Hey. So we are very excited. The third annual Craft Beer Marketing Awards, or as most people are calling them these days, the Crushies. Uh, they're fully underway and now open for entries with our early bird discount. So please check out craftbeermarketingawards.com for more info and to enter. And I really wanted to send a big shout out to the media, to the journalists and writers who keep the CBMAs in the news every day and providing our competition, our winners, our judges, um, and our sponsors that deserve recognition for all the great work and effort. So when you visit our site, please also click on news and see all the amazing coverage. Yeah. And like Jim said, make sure you guys get your entries all um, started and, you know, start filling everything out before October 29th to get that early bird discount. Um, you know, you can get your basic information in there and just lock in that price um, and go back and complete your entry anytime before the final deadline, which is January 14th, 2022. So you have uh, a bunch of time to get that done, but lock in that pricing now before the end of October. Um, this year, we have more than 35 categories and a bunch of new ones. Um, so you definitely want to check that out, spanning everything from basic marketing, branding, design, and beyond. I mean, we, we've got collabs in there this year. We've got non-alcoholic beverages in there. Um, so it's it's some pretty cool stuff. Um, and if you're interested in becoming a 2022 CBMA's judge um, and join our massive, fast-growing panel of um, impressive industry experts, um, please reach out to us, info at craftbeermarketingawards.com. We're building that panel now, so definitely let us know. Today, please welcome to the CBMA's Marketing on Tap podcast out of sunny Denver, Colorado. We have Anna Long, co-owner and CEO, and Tavon Berka, president and director of accounts, and they are from Norlo Design. So please check out their work at norlodesign.com. I'm there now, and uh, it's a very cool looking website. I see a lot of very colorful and exciting looking beer brand designs and some great photography for each. Yeah, some beautiful work. Um, Anna and Tivon, welcome to our podcast. Yes. Um, you guys are super lucky to live in Denver. Uh, Jim and I just got back from Denver. Um, I had a great time at the Craft Brewers Conference this month out there. City is so nice, beautiful. We had a great, great selection of restaurants that we hit <laughs> um, and obviously lots of beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love Denver. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a great great city to live in. Good people, um, and good like food. you said, you can always you can always find a good beer around here. So last year we were like we went from a beautiful dry hundred degree day to a snowstorm, <laughs> and that did not happen right. this time. So we were fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That happens here, unfortunately. Changes every twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I mean, we, we thought it was crazy, but when we were talking, I believe it was our Uber driver back in 2019, he was like, you yeah, know, this is just Denver. Yeah. No, we had, a, it was like a huge snowstorm. And then the next day it was like hundred degrees. Like, great. <laughs> There's like a saying in, in Denver that they say, if you don't like the weather, just wait 20 minutes. Yeah. Denver <laughs> <laughs> hundred degrees is not New York hundred degrees. Cause Jackie was like, it's a hundred now. I'm like, there's no way it's a hundred. I look, it's one oh one, but it was beautiful. 
<laughs> All right. So let's get to you guys. Um, we want to learn a lot. So yes. tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. Um, Norlo Designs, kind of give us the idea of what the name means, when you guys started, how it all came about. Yeah. So I'll let Anna speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So Norlo came about officially six months ago. So we are still newer, um, but it has been in the works for about a year and a half. Um, so the reason why we started Norlo was um, I've worked as an in-house graphic designer for two different breweries. Um, I've done a lot of freelance for different breweries, different beverages, clients. And then I kind of, we kind of looked around and we were like, why are we not doing this as a business? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and two people is a lot better than one. Um, and so Tavana and I were like, you know what, let's go for it. And so that's how Norlo was born. Um, like Tavon mentioned, we're both from the Midwest. I'm from the Twin Cities, Minnesota. He's from Iowa. Yep. Um, Norlo, God, the word is a made up word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone asks that. I'm like, oh, we made it up. Yeah. Um, so my intention behind it was I wanted the word North incorporated, you know, being from Minnesota, North, proud, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I kind of took the word North and was playing around with the last couple of letters yep. and just kind of see what sounded good. And so we kind of landed on Norlo. It's easy to pronounce, easy to spell. Um, and then our logo kind of incorporates this star, which is supposed to be the Northern star. And so that's kind of the reasoning behind Norlo. Oh, very cool. Well, it's a really yeah, great name. a lot of intention. Yeah. <laughs> it's the backstory we just got. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exclusive backstory. <laughs> what types of brands do you guys uh, most like working with? A wide variety. Yeah, a wide variety. We can't. We don't have a specific um, target besides being in the craft beer. You know, the niche industry of doing that. Yeah, I saw beer. I saw coffee. So you guys probably call like craft beverage, which is great. We do um, service the beverage industry. Just our niche being craft beer. But yeah, it's you know coffee. It's you know uh, ciders, um, liquor. liquor um, so it's, it's a wide, a wide range that we, uh, we do, um, service. Yeah. And we love to work with brands of all sizes. Yes. So I mentioned, I've been an in-house graphic designer for two breweries. One was large and one has 10 employees Right. <laughs> and it's a husband, wife owned. And so, you know, we've gotten experience with very local, very small, but then also big national brands. So we like brands that are passionate, right? So passion attracts passion. And so we want to help those brands, brands that care about something that want to get their word out. That's what we're attracted to. Yeah. I mean, the, the designs are really cool. You guys have like this really great mix of like fine arts. I see illustration, foil stamping, so like yeah. all the little yeah. goodies <laughs> in post-production. And you, you got a really great look here and- you were obviously congratulated for it with your 2021 CBMA's Gold Crushy win. Yeah. <laughs> that was for best bottle design, 7 to 21 ounce. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Menage Gold and Sour for Copper Kettle Brewing Company? Yeah. So backstory behind the beer. Um, it was used to call Menage Aquatre for the four microorganisms that made the beer sour. Ah, so it's a sour beer. Okay. Um, no one could pronounce that. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, so they dropped the name and it's just Menage. And so this is the first uh, bottle that Copper Kettle has done like this. 
they've done bomber bottles, the cans, et cetera. But this is the first kind of unique bottle that they came up with. Uh, Minaj is a sour that is aged in red punching barrels, which is a type of wine. And so you can really get that oaky feel. It's aged for about six to 12 months. And so when they came to me, they were like, we want it to scream premium. We want it to seem like very high end. And so for me as a designer, I was like, okay, how do I make this look royal? Um, when I think of Minaj, you know, French, you think of royalty, you think of all that. And so you can, there's an um, icon on the top that has a queen represented, kind of like a playing card situation. It's flipped. Um, I chose the queen, again, for the royalty, that kind of, you know, premium look. Um, we chose purple. It is the color of royalty. Um, and then we use that foil stamping to kind of create even that more, you know, uh, detail that pops up the shelf. I see like it's got a very sophisticated appeal to it. I think even down mm -hmm. to like the uh, paper that you guys used has that old school parchment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely. So we, so this was a cool label for me to do since I got to do it from inception until all the way to, you know, it being released. Um, and so I have a lot of freedom with Copper Kettle, which I really appreciate. Um, and our owner was like, hey, um, you just do what you want <laughs> and we'll go from there. I was like, great. Um, so I contacted our label company that Copper uses and, you know, got some samples of the paper, of the foil. I wanted to make sure it was the right color purple. Um, Jeremy, the owner of Copper Kettle, really wanted that parchment feel like you were talking about. So we went through a bunch of paper samples. I, you know, I browned the edges to make it look even more vintage. Um, but it was a really cool project to kind of play with those different materials. And that's what happens when you trust your professionals, you win awards. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's quite that. It's a hefty award, oh, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's a tough category that you guys took and over 320 judges from around the world, you know, all participated wow. in ranking that work to, uh, to winning status. So definitely congrats again um, to your team. Thank and you. I wanted to also yeah, just remind people, if you're listening, check out craftbeermarketingawards.com and click on the 2021 Winners Gallery and you'll get to see this amazing work and all the other uh, incredible winning work. What we're talking about here, you guys, this is the whole reason that Jackie and I put together the CBMAs was to get folks like us behind the scenes and marketing and branding and design uh, credit that they deserve because uh, this is really beautiful work and it deserves to be seen by everybody. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate Thank it. you. Yeah. Awesome work. Uh, this is definitely why we started everything. And the Winner's Gallery, uh, for those people who are thinking of entering, is a great place to take a look and, and see what did win, what did catch the eye of the judges. Um, so it's a great way to kind of decide if you're between, you know, what you want to enter, uh, which way to go. So it's a great thing to review. Yep. Um, we wanted to ask you guys, you know, there's there's a lot of creatives in this industry. Um, what makes Norlo stand out? Yeah, so we, you know, I think some of the things that make us stand out are just some of our core values that we always try to um, reiterate with our um, clients. And that, you know, some of those are like intentionality, um, doing what we said we would 
And so then um, by that, that allows us to build trust um, with our with our clients and then in the market, um, because when you are allowed to build the trust with one person, if they refer you to another, then it just, you know, it's like this snowball effect of, you know, people that trust you and um, feel like they would get, you know, that Norlo would give them a, a, a you know, I guess a quality um, desirable result at the end. So um, and then also experimentation, we like to we like to show that we try to push boundaries a little bit with design. Like Anna's big on, you know, trying something new almost every time she tries a label, unless it's like, unless she's under like strict guidelines, of course, if she's working with um, a certain client that wants it to be a certain way. But like you said, she was saying with um, Copper, she had free range to do the Minaj label. And so that was kind of something totally different than what she has done. That's totally different than what Copper's kind of used to putting out on their can label. So with that, you know, we try to show their clients that we're you know, willing to be innovative and try new ideas and to satisfy their needs. Yeah. For me, when I create a label, like Tavon was saying, I try to one up myself every time, Yeah, (laughs) which can be very frustrating sometimes. But every time I have a new project, I'm like, how can I make this the best I've ever done? And that's kind of the mindset Norlo has when working with clients. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, that's what you want to hear. And it obviously, um, it obviously makes its way to the work because uh, it only takes a second of scrolling through your portfolio to see how unique and colorful everything <laughs> is. What are, what are some of the other services that you guys provide clients? Yeah. So we also provide, um, you know, we do, we can do social media um, content. We can create content for, you know, cause a lot of, you know, brewery cideries, they have, you know, events or whatever, and they need, you know, if for people who need a strong um, social media presence. So we, we were, we were definitely down to do that. Um, we do a little bit of photo uh, product photography. Um, and yeah, I mean, those Basically are kind of, some anything. of our, yeah, anything. <laughs> I mean, we do package, you know, packaging as well, which is, you know, it's designed, but it is a little bit more in depth because it's, um, a little more complicated when it comes to packaging at times. And, um, but yeah, and then also, uh, event displays and signage and, uh, merchandise. We also do, uh, do design merchandise as well. So we're kind of like the full package, but I guess you would one say, stop or, shop. yeah, one-stop shop and. Um, because all these things kind of, you know, intertwine in, in design and especially for, you know, companies and, uh, breweries and, uh, just the beverage industry in general. So, yeah, that's all. I mean, you guys are also in the right spot. I mean, just Jackie and I being out there, we couldn't believe how many breweries are in the state and it's insane uh, yeah. in the <laughs> it's, country. It's... Now, I, I think Brewers Association said at the conference, 8,700 breweries wow. currently operating in the U S and I believe they also said 1,200 more in planning. So it only shows wow. just how much more work, how big the industry is going to continue to get. And mm-hmm. you guys are at the right uh, spot at the right time, doing the right work. Yeah. Craft yeah, beer has really been taking off the past couple of years, we've Definitely. noticed. Definitely. It's, it's, I mean, even like, like I said, I'm from Iowa. I'm from a small city, um, that, you know, Quad Cities, Davenport, Iowa. Even they have like two breweries now. It's like, that wasn't even a thing when it growing up. I didn't even know what a brewery was, to be honest. But um, like, you know, it's, that's what you're saying. It's just growing so much. It's even getting into the smaller regions and it's really good to see. That's amazing. Can you tell our listeners more about uh, just any experiences or fun projects that you guys have approached or any incredible obstacles that you had to uh, overcome? Um, as we know, it's a really tough and competitive industry and there's so Definitely. many great parts about working in, in craft beer but as you know, I just mentioned with that many breweries, it does make uh, making the brand that you're in charge of stand out on the shelf and you know be heard by consumers. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about um, how you overcome those challenges? Yeah, so for me, I just like to listen to what they're wanting, what they're wanting to portray, um, and what they're just trying to get out there. And how can I do that the best that I can? Graphic design to me is just basically a visual language, right? You're trying to get a point across. So for me, I like to understand and know who the client are, what they're all about. So whenever we have a client, you know, reach out to us, we're always like, let's sit down, let's go face to face. Because then for me, I'm a very empathetic person. I can pick up on energy. I can pick up on what people are wanting. And so that is really helps us to understand what they're wanting. If they're local, we try to, you know, go there so we can see their space. Yeah. And all of those things definitely help. Yeah. And then, you know, then, you know, to kind of uh, piggyback off that, it's just, um, and then like with any challenges we do have, um, I feel like that, I feel like with most projects, you probably have a challenge pop up. And I think it, the best way of going about it um, for us is just um, communicating, communicating any uh, differences we have or, just making sure that we're all on the same page because we just because we value communication so much. So if there is any issues, like we we you know we ask our clients to you know let us know, and then we just try to go back and forth in a you know a nice a nice way and just make sure that the communication is clear because when it's not, it's that that creates even more of a, a challenge. Right. I would say for so. Like a current example, a client we're working with currently is a coffee company, coffee roaster. Um, and so, you know, they wanted to add on additional label to the project we were working on. We were talking about pricing. Mm-hmm. They came back, oh, that's way too much. And so Tavon and I kind of were like, all right, we just didn't explain it well enough, right? We were explaining the value that we bring, the value behind the price. Yep, yep. And, you know, from there, they were like, thank you so much for realigning, you know, our expectations. And so for us, like, that's just something we try to do up front now, you know, yeah, like, definitely. just be very transparent. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I think clients really value things like that, especially in our industry, you know, just being transparent and open is the easiest way to communicate with each other. Definitely. Um, you know, thinking about that and upcoming work you guys have going into the new year for 2022, um, have you heard or seen any trends you think are going to get bigger in the design world um, within our industry over the next year? I think, so I was looking through all the winners on your all's website because I was also curious. <laughs> um, and I noticed right. a lot of illustration. That's, I think it's a big, that has been popular, but I think it's going to be a huge thing that's going to explode. I turned to Tavon after and I was like, I got to start drawing more. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to get better at this. 100%. Um And so I think just that unique illustrative style, I've seen kind of like a comic book style, like more graphic. That is really cool. Um, I think the industry is just trying to keep up. Like, what can we do that's new? What, you know, how can we get more interest for longer? And so I think those are the things that I can foresee being a big trend. Right. And then I would, you know, I would say too, um, I would say like, you know, you know, bolder, brighter colors has definitely been the, a thing as of late and some companies like who had the more you would say reserved um kind of branding image have kind of broken out of that to you know try to, to keep up with the market because you have so many um 
and we have a lot of people like say because we're, we're we're in our 20 we're 26 um she's anna's 25 and you know we like the the bold bright colors and we're a big part of the market as well you know especially as it's growing you see so many young people at these breweries and so i think companies and breweries are starting to see that and so it's mm-hmm. like oh i can't just have this you know um i guess more of a bland um bland like uh, simple simple yeah. uh does you know presence i need to have it pop a little more so that's what yeah. i've kind of been seeing too yeah i totally agree and i think jackie and i saw that at the cbc this year we heard from a lot of breweries that covid gave them like a little bit of downtime and um during those yeah. months where the tap rooms were closed and brewery production was halted it gave them just that never before um opportunity to look at their branding and I think mm-hmm. what we're going to see is a big wave of breweries that are established, uh, possibly refreshing or, or even rebranding. And you yep. add that to, you know, all the breweries that are in planning that need this work from the beginning. I think the industry is going to get a lot busier. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think going with the whole COVID thing that we saw, at least in Denver, was there was an aluminum shortage. No one could get cans. People were trying to get creative. Like people were just getting crawlers instead of, you know, 12, 16 ounce cans, just trying to get anything out the door just to get money. So I think a lot of breweries were like, oh no, we need to package. Breweries that were only tap rooms, only on draft, suddenly were like, we need to figure out packaging. And so I think, like you said, Jim, going forward, breweries are going to like have to rethink, you know, their look, but then also their packaging, how to be innovative, how to be different. Right. I mean, the breweries have to be getting resilient now. I mean, they've been beat up by literally everything in the book. So it started (laughs) with suppliers. And I mean, uh, I think most breweries now are at a point where they're starting to recover, which, which is a great sign. And we're all obviously working really hard to just get the word out and drink even more beer and enjoy the incredible evolution that we're seeing right in front of our eyes, where the craft beer industry has become so artistic and so creative. And there's so much of it that it's really one of the most beautiful and prolific things that um, that's around. Yeah, we yeah, same. And you know, just because I, I was just looking at, um, speaking of, you know, you were saying well-established breweries who were kind of, you know, did a, a rebrand or refresh their image. Uh, Anchor Brewery um, was is like a huge, huge brewery, and they totally just refreshed everything. They went from more, like I said, more of a bland, old, you know, old school rustic kind of look, and it's, you know, bright yellow colors and green. So it's just, yeah, it's just changing. Yeah, and I, it's like sometimes instinctually, I mean, I love that brand. It's been one of my favorites mm-hmm. since I'm a lad, mm-hmm. and uh I was like, what are they going to do? They're going to screw it up. There's a amount of responsibility that that team had and they rocked it because I think it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah, really I think good. Craft beer industry has really just become fine arts now. Yeah. <laughs> truly. Like if you don't yes. have a cool label, who are you? Right. Right. Uh, exactly. See mom, I told you I would make it. <laughs> right. I came out of college and I was like, all I want to do is create beer labels. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? You and me both. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Look at us now. Um. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing today. Um, we learned a lot about you and we hope, you know, some people will hear this and get in touch and, and work with you guys. Um, you guys do amazing work. We look forward to uh, sharing a beer in the future. Definitely. Um, and if everyone listening is ready to enter, um, our early bird pricing is through the next month, um, October 29th. The early bird pricing ends 
You can visit craftbeermarketingawards.com and get your work in there. Thank you guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks for all the great insight. And don't forget to check out neurolodesign.com and get some great work done. Perfect. Thank you guys for your time. Bye.